0: Hey everybody, George back again with the In Good Spirits podcast with Chris and MJ.
1: Hey guys. Hey, how's it going?
0: So, I figured today with you guys, a special little treat of my two favorite all-time, no-competition Irish whiskeys.
1: See, this is something I have very little experience with, so decent amount of time with bourbon, rye, gin you know, any number of different spirits, but one I know very little about is Irish whiskey. <laughs> you know, I've tasted some of the big names and by and large, I strongly dislike just like just about every one I've tasted. Um, so I know I'm in for a bit of a treat, but you know, I'd, I'd like some information about, you know, what makes Irish whiskey, Irish whiskey, and why are these special to you?
0: Irish whiskey is quite simply whiskey from Ireland. That's not too much (laughs) more than that. There's a few different (laughs) styles. There's a few different styles of it. Uh, One being the first one we're having is a single malt. And then the second one we're having is a single pot still. And then there's a triple pot distilled, which we can get into more later on what that really means and doesn't mean because we're not actually having a triple pot still whiskey today, but. Uh, And then there's blends of malt and grain, all sorts of different options there with Irish whiskey.
1: Okay, so it's, you know, when we're talking single malts, the same kind of designation you'd see in Scotch, just obviously sourced from Ireland versus Scotland. Correct, yes. So, man, this one, (laughs) so we'll have commented on this, we'll comment this on the other episode, but... This one I've already tasted um, and given errant tasting notes on. But this is a really, this is a special Iris whiskey. And this is, this is from Dingle. But can you tell us what this one, you know, what the, why this one's special?
0: Well, first and foremost, I've been to the distillery. And, um, yeah. And it's probably... Like the place itself, Dingle, the town, and the peninsula, and everything—one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my entire life. And I briefly tried living in Hawaii. Fuck Hawaii, it's a shithole. But um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hawaii's great. It just uh, for people who know Hawaii. I was in Waianae. That's all you need to know.
1: Ooh, ooh.
0: <laughs> but anyway, Ireland's a wonderful place. Dingle's the most special and magical place I've ever been. But besides that, the whiskey is just truly incredible. And it's independently owned, true craft, bunch of uh, former craft brewers that opened a distillery. And they do a phenomenal job.
1: So when it comes to age proof and, you know, finishing, what's on this one before we dive into actual notes?
0: So on this one, we are drinking batch number four. Which is aged in bourbon, sherry, and port casks. Wow. The the proof is forty six and a half percent. Okay. Yeah. So and we're... the age is I don't know exactly, but I would guess between you know what I'm going to tell you the age at the end. Okay.
1: So we're talking ninety three proof. We've got a lot of different finishes. I mean, port, sherry, and bourbon. I'm assuming it's in bourbon first, and then uh, sherry and port finishes in order. Would I would assume.
0: Actually not how they did it. Uh, They take each component of this whiskey is exclusively aged in that barrel and then blended to taste. Okay. Very cool. Wow. So real quick, MJ, what is your uh, history with Irish whiskey there?
2: (laughs) A lot. (laughs) I grew up on (laughs) Irish whiskey. Um, You know, I have half my family's from Canada and this is, this is what I know and love and, you know, and I'm super excited. I've had this before. I absolutely love this whiskey, and I'm I'm really excited to talk more about it because I think it's a great product.
0: Have you had batch four before? Or have you only had the uh, earlier? Oh, no, you're
2: right. No, it was it was an earlier batch. Um, it actually I got it for my birthday off of your recommendation that someone bought me. So
0: oh, that's you know. right. That's right. Very generous yeah. gift. But mm. real quick note about the batches from Dingle. I actually have a bottle of every batch. I brought one back with me from Ireland the trip. I ordered one from overseas for batch two and then batch three and four have been available here, but batch one only done in bourbon barrels. And in talking to the people at the distillery, uh, the reason for that is, well, first and foremost, not the best barrel, it's just the cheapest barrel. <laughs> so, you know, the first batch, they couldn't spend tons of money on it, but second batch was Sherry finish third batch. What or not finished, but, bourbon and sherry the third batch was bourbon import and now bourbon sherry and port on batch four.
1: that makes sense i like that evolution too i'm sure it's fascinating to taste them in that um, i guess it would be a bit of a vertical since it's different year releases so that'd be really
0: interesting i actually would like to do that eventually but yeah that you know we'll do it we'll yeah. do it just not yet yeah that'd be fun <laughs> hmm. So right off the bat, what do we guys, what are you guys getting on the nose?
2: What don't you get on the nose? It's a cornucopia of, of fruit. in this. it's, it's, there's so much for me that I'm picking up.
0: Like peach cobbler and custard and cream and
2: like exactly. dried fruit and spice. Dried fruit. Those sweet, those sweet type, you know, the flavors.
1: I love that peach cobbler note. Cause that's, I think that that really ripe peach, not quite canned, but that really ripe cooked peach, you mm-hmm. know, with a little bit of that spice, but it's got those, those lightly cooked stone fruit notes. It's got that apple on the nose, but it's just, there's so much round, you know, a little bit of that oxidized fruit note, but really, really round, really tasty.
0: What are you guys getting on the palate though? Cause I... I see that nobody could nobody could hold off on getting right to tasting it from the smell there.
1: Mm. Now this this is kind of the epitome of balance because it's it's got brightness but it's not sharp. It's bright on the palate. I'm getting more of that oxidized flavor uh, from that from that port and sherry influence getting definitely a lot more of that on the palate than on the nose. But it's that, it's got that really round middle, that round toasty middle. That's just this, it's super pleasant.
2: Yeah. It just, it it runs that sweetness across your palate. It's, it's phenomenal to drink. And, you know, I think if somebody that, that's not used to drinking Irish whiskeys, this is the place to start right here. You will not be disappointed in my my opinion.
0: Well, I think the only problem with starting here is you will hate most other Irish whiskey. <laughs> That's
2: a good point. Uh,
0: a good starting point, though, where you won't ruin all of the other whiskey you ever have. Though I th- yeah. I'd say it would be something like West Cork would be a good place to start. Yeah, to get beyond that, like Jameson era, like mm-hmm. area.
1: Yeah. So, more of a technical question for you, George. So, we've talked about you know single malt in the in the context of Scotch. In Irish whiskey, when it comes to malt, is it does it usually have a smoke characteristic to it like Scotch does, or is it variable depending on where it's from?
0: So there is only one single Irish whiskey that is a single malt that uses peat on the barley. It is not the only peated whiskey from Ireland because there's a a single malt from uh, West Cork actually where they peat char the cask, not mm-hmm. the whiskey. So there's a peaty. There's two peaty Irish whiskeys, but only one actually uses peat, and that's Connemara. Engel okay. does not, and nor do any other distilleries uh, use peat for their barley.
1: But those kind of those smoke-like notes—that's all from the—that's all from the malt in this
0: case. Right, right. The inherent earthiness of the barley, and uh, just from the malting process of literally halting germination with heat and, like, essentially roasting like you would a coffee bean, but the grains yeah
1: yeah cuz you're definitely it's the nice thing on this one is it's really it's an undercurrent of that roasted smoky note that's in such like exquisite balance with the rest of the flavors cuz it's just it's tingling on the palate but it's not dominating in any way shape or form
2: it's i think it, yeah you you kind of hit it on the nose when you say the word balance that's what this whiskey is it's it's so well balanced so well rounded here
1: yeah now i'm getting on subsequent tastes you know those those big sherry notes on the top of the palate it doesn't have the huge port notes but i think it just again to that roundness of the whole experience it just lives in that again with all those different influences it's all there but they're not striking in of themselves
0: hmm it's really and something. actually i had to pull up my phone to double check i had the quote right but i think this is one sure. of the best examples of a quote from who i would consider the grandfather of japanese whiskey masataka taketsuru the quote is whiskey making is an act of cooperation between the blessings of nature and the wisdom of man
1: mm. i think that's very apt in this case and this is uh this is definitely a pretty special uh, pretty special whiskey in a lot of ways. Very tasty.
0: So now that we've established this is great whiskey at 80, 80, $80 to $85 on the shelf, what do you guys think of that as a price point for it?
2: Pretty reasonable.
1: Yeah. Say. I'd say, I think reasonable is about the right descriptor for it. I'd say it's at value. I don't think it's. I don't think you're getting a huge, like a huge bargain on it at that price. I think that's at value. I think it's worth that dollar for sure. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think it's, I don't think it lives up to that, you know, above a hundred dollar bottle range necessarily. But is it a, is it worth that price? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. This this is not something that, it's not your everyday drinker for me. This is, you know, a little, some little special occasion that, you know, you're going to break out. Uh, you know, a little extra cash for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now that I couldn't help but finish my glass. <laughs> circling back around to the earlier mentioned age, I want MJ to guess. I want Chris to guess, and then I'll reveal roughly what the age is.
2: Um, I would I would say somewhere between ten and twelve years.
1: I think it's going to be a little bit less than that. And the reason I say that is I think
0: Because of how big a deal I'm making of it? <laughs> no,
1: as as I take another step, and that and not just because of that, but because at the at the proof that it is, it still has a little bit of brightness to it. So I think it's going to be sort of half I think it's gonna be around that I'm gonna be bold and say it's four years but i think i might be i might be off by a couple my first guess was like six but i'm gonna I, i'm gonna stick with six
0: my best guess on age is between three and five years
1: yeah that's because it's st- it still has some sharpness to it It it's got that youth and i say youth at four years but it doesn't feel long age to me
0: being said, it's a perfect example of age not really being everything in terms of great whiskey. No. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think also we can say that depending on your palate preferences, something that has a little bit of youth still gives it that sharpness, that brightness, that a lot of years can mellow out.
0: True. Absolutely true. Because age ain't nothing but a number, baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I think we're going to pivot over to... Now, I've had something from this uh, from this producer before, but this is a green spot Bordeaux finish. I mean, when you're talking about expensive barrels, I mean Bordeaux barrels are pricey. There's you're not getting much more pricey than that unless you're getting to Burgundy barrels.
0: Pretty much, yeah, and yeah, this is the it's it's a lot of sherry barreling on it. It's bourbon and sherry casks. Then it's finished in Bordeaux Saint- <laughs> uh Saint Julien area of Bordeaux. Wow. Chateau Léoville Barton. And yeah, let's um it's a single pot still Irish whiskey, so again, not a triple pot still, but I don't think there's anything we need to talk about this whiskey aside from how it tastes because it's it's just You'll see. But so my one quick, it
1: is... my one question regarding it. So is so Green Spot is the brand or is that the version? Because I I've seen I think I've seen Yellow Spot.
0: So Green Spot, Yellow Spot, there are different uh products under the Middleton distillery. So the okay. same place that makes Jameson and Middleton and uh right now Tullamore do, however, Tullamore do has their own facility and will no longer be using Middleton. Once they have old enough whiskey, blah, blah, blah.
1: Okay, so green is set at this sort of thing. It's not, there's different versions of green. Green is one thing.
0: Uh, there are a few versions of green, but yeah, okay. green is uh, one of their sub, like there's the regular green spot. There's the green spot Bordeaux finish. There's a green spot um, California Zinfandel finish. Okay. There's a few different green spots. Yeah, Gotcha.
1: Who man. Now this one. When it comes to the nose, there is no doubt that this is a lot of sherry influence. I mean, that yeah. is sherry on the nose, a huge oxidated you know oxidative um, you know grape uh sherry note. It's huge on the nose. Hmm. man, yeah, that's really that's really pleasant though.
0: Real quick on the note of why this is also special to me beyond the fact that it's just incredible whiskey, is uh I actually tried this for the first time in Ireland as well at a, a what they call an off license, which is uh, basically a shop that carries alcohol and you know like and anything else. But they're basically like, oh yeah, here's our sample table. Pop open whatever the hell you want and have a sip. Yeah. And I this got me dead in my tracks.
1: There's no yeah, no reason it shouldn't. Because you're getting you're getting the big Bordeaux as well, but it's merged in with that oxidative note, and it's that nose is really intoxicating. I mean, it's just it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, you yeah, can I, smell I, it all day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very grapey to me. That's you know just straight from the cast.
0: Yeah. When you say grapey, you don't mean like Concordy, like Welch's. <laughs> no, grape. you mean like very <laughs> no. distinctly like, wine grape. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, there's it's nothing but refined. maturity. Nothing but maturity on the nose, that's for sure.
0: Mm, I'm excited to dive into this one. Even though you could smell it all day, you can't help but taste it, too. <laughs> wow.
1: Boy, that is that is a special whiskey. Whew. This one is, even though it's not that big of body, that that first roll over the palate is so rich in those grapey notes. And it's, again, it's that merging of the Bordeaux and the sherry, because you're getting those those nutty notes, but also those rich, you know, those rich aged French, you know, French wine notes.
0: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's like lots of heather honey and like, like halved walnuts and... Dried red, like bright red fruit. It's just, it's, it's beautiful whiskey that just has so many layers of complexity to it, but not in an overwhelming way. No. In like, uh, like the most exciting, like Zen connected to the universe kind of way, if that makes any sense.
2: It is super smooth and, 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 and light. And that's what I really like about it. It's, it's light as it, as it travels across your palate.
1: I think that's actually a great descriptor, despite the fact that it has all these big influences. when you're talking about Walnut, you're talking about Bordeaux, you're talking about Sherry. These are big influences. It's not oily. It's not thick and rich on the palate. But some of the flavor notes are rich, which makes this completely intriguing to taste. Yeah, I think I love that. I love that Walnut and almost Walnut-Hazelnut kind of note, that high nut note.
0: Uh, really really pleasant not overly oily like when we've talked about bourbon in the past it's Mm. like that walnut oil it's the actual like the flesh like a fresh flesh of a nut not necessarily like extracted uh oiliness
1: yeah agree completely i mean mj from somebody who you said you've had a bunch of different irish whiskeys i mean this is this is such a unique expression
2: yeah, and, and what a difference between the Dingle compared to uh, the Green Spot. How, how, you know, two ends of the spectrum that we're seeing here, uh, all from, you know, the same region of the world.
1: It's, yeah, it's pretty complete, special. yeah, completely striking. And I'd say both completely fantastic in their own right, but this is, this is a matter of personal preference. Again, I, I, I think this one's truly fantastic. That's, that's a special product.
0: going to say something but this whiskey is so like it it so commands your attention that it's hard to focus on the fact that we're trying to do a show here and we're trying to talk about this because i'm kind of just stuck in my like experience of this whiskey right now i i love that
1: i love to hear that too because there's there's something about when you're tasting great when you're tasting something that's truly great and just grabs your attention it's I think it's important for those that are tasting these kind of amazing products to actually sit with it for a minute, and it's great that we get to talk about it and really work through the taste. But if you get the chance to taste these kind of amazing things, really sit with it and luxuriate in the fact that you got the opportunity to taste something so cool.
0: Now the question again is at 90 95 dollars somewhere about there on the shelf is it worth it
2: yeah (laughs) simply put yeah
0: yeah i i think
1: again i'm gonna say the same thing as i said before i think this lives up to its lives up to the sourcing this lives up to the to the notes on the bottle this lives up to the price i don't think there's any doubt it's worth the price Now the question I want to pose that we said that the question is between these two. I mean, these are both special. These are both special occasion, you know, ones you want to really sit with and luxuriate in. So MJ, which one of these is your preference? Which one of these would you go to first?
2: Yeah. I, I, for me, these are two different whiskeys for two totally different scenarios in my life. Um, you know, I could see myself sitting with the dingle and, and that's where I'm going to be sitting, reading a good book and just enjoying, uh, but you know, with the, uh, the green spot, that's one I want to sit down and, and and enjoy with friends, uh, just sitting by a campfire and, and enjoying the whiskey. Uh, if I had to choose gun to my head, I'm going to go with the dingle just because I, I like the bolder flavor of it, um. But that, again, doesn't take anything away from the green spot because that's a phenomenal product that that we just tried.
0: You're kind of saying the Dingle's like an experience enhancer and the green spot's the experience?
2: That's actually a really good way to put it, George. Yeah.
1: So from somebody who has been to Ireland, who's experienced these in the home country, George, which one of these for you? I know it's hard because you love these. I can see it on your face. Your smile is so genuine. Which one of these is your the one you go to? You're just sitting by yourself. Which is the one you go to first?
0: So I actually have a very good example of which one I would pick over the other without having anything to do with the quality of the whiskey, without having anything to do with the preference of the whiskey. But the place I tried the green spot for the first time is the place where I bought and decided to buy the Dingle and bring it back from Ireland and not the green spot. Wow. Well, I
1: mean, you can't say something more conclusive than that.
0: That being said, uh, whenever Dingle comes available, a new batch stateside, I immediately buy a bottle. The moment this green spot came in, I immediately bought a bottle. There was no difference in reaction time, no hesitation. The cost, you know, was not something I even thought twice about. And I normally don't like spending more than 50 bucks on whiskey unless it's scotch. And no hesitation of any kind on either of these. They're both just perfect examples of what whiskey can and should be. Yeah, should.
1: Be. I, I agree on both counts. Now, this is the one I'm going to go counter. I'm going to go counter to both of you. I'm going to say I. I think for me, my one of my metrics is. I think the I think the dingle is probably the one I'd want to. I'd want to drink more of because it's, it's got that sharpness, that brightness and balance with all those interesting flavors. But if you're talking the one I want to analyze and I'm intrigued by the most, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that I'm intrigued more by the green spot. And I think that's the one I'd want to sit and just dive into and work through. Um, And I think for me, that's, that's the one I would go to first. And I think I prefer it very very slightly above uh above the dangle just because of that i think there's just so much to learn about it and i would i'd really sit there and dive into it
0: the thing that speaks most loudly about both of these whiskies is that even though we disagree there is nothing i can disagree with, like, with you about they're, they're just both so damn good yeah that there's no there's no argument to say you know I disagree because, no, that there's no wrong answer here. They're both world-class, top-of-the-line, some of the best whiskey money can buy, period. Yeah.
1: yeah, I couldn't agree more. And what a what a great way to wrap up an episode. I mean, this is, when you're talking about Irish whiskey, we've dove into the deep end of the pool here. We've experienced some of the finest stuff. And what I'm hoping to do in future ones is learn more about the different ranges that Irish whiskey has to offer, and see, you know, for my for my own educational purposes, what the different what the different ranges uh can give to me and what I should expect. But I thank you to George for offering these up and giving us the opportunity to taste them side by side. What a special opportunity. And we're gonna wrap up our Irish whiskey episode. George, where can they find you on the interwebs?
0: Graham at Whiskey Jedi, obviously also. Just one dram.com, which is the my fun little everything I do outside of my nine to five, if you will, even though I don't work nine to five because <laughs> I work in the, the drinks and the beverage industry. There's no normal hours. We're insane.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. you'd So one subscribe to um, subscribe to in good spirits on YouTube. That's where you can find our video version of the podcast and subscribe to on your favorite podcast application. You can find me at strummy.com. Um, Food about town on Facebook, at Stromy, Twitter and Instagram, and we will leave Mister MJ in the background to be mysterious, <laughs> as right. is Incognito his background.
0: <laughs> Have internet? We we uh we had to give him a satellite phone to jump into this. He's <laughs> off. He's off the grid.
2: Don't worry about the Nigerians running around behind you.
0: <laughs> All the princes with the millions they want to give us. Yes, That's exactly. Right. So <laughs> thanks
1: everybody for tuning in for another episode of In Good Spirits and good drinking to everyone.
0: I Cheers, but you I finished both of my whiskeys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Cheers.